All right, everybody, welcome back to Dead Spot Podcast. I know it's been a while. I've been off for a few weeks now. Um, the Niners lost in the playoffs, and I just needed to take a little time off. But we back now. Football season over. We talking straight hoops. Um, this is my first time trying out the Spotify, so work with me. We'll see how this. We'll see how this go. But we talking trade deadline. I know it was a week ago, but like I said, I've been a little behind, so I got to talk about my different grades for the team, some of the trades, and how they worked out. Um, we'll just get right into it. Obviously, we got the biggest trade out there, which is the Ben Simmons, um, Seth Curry, Andre Drummond for James Harden and Paul Millsap. So listen, if we breaking down that trade, first, I just want to say, I told you, if you've been listening to Dead Spot Podcast, if you've been tuning in, I've been telling y'all what Dale Morey plan was the whole time. He was not trading Ben Simmons for just anybody. He wanted to get a big name, preferably Harden. Harden him had a good relationship from Houston. I knew that was the, the outlook the whole time. So as far as that goes, Dale Moore did what he needed to do as far as getting his guy. Um, I know a lot of people is like, oh, the Nets want to trade. The Nets want to trade. Me personally, and this is not like no Ben Simmons hate or anything like that. I don't see how you could win the trade when you have, you got a guy that ain't played all year because of all the different things he got going on. You got a big man who... When playoff time comes, Andre Drummond is pretty much unplayable. Like, when he was on the Lakers, yeah, when the regular season, when he played them little games, he, of course he's going to get rebounds, he's going to do all of that. But like he just said, he tired, he out of shape. He's not in a position no more to be a starting center. So if that's what they count on, good luck. And then Seth Curry, I mean, Seth Curry is a great shooter. That was a good piece. I was hoping that Philly didn't have to get that up because they do need a little bit more shooting now. But... That's the only thing that I can really see. Like, I mean, but you got to look at it like this also. Ben Simmons hadn't played one game this year. So it wasn't like we trading Ben minutes, Seth minutes, and Andre Drummond minutes. They're basically we're trading Seth Curry and Drummond minutes for Harden because they wasn't getting none from Ben. So it's like, to me, that's an A trade for Philly. You trade away a player that was not – that just in the playoffs got known as somebody that won't shoot, that was scared to play, that just had the reputation that he had, and you turned that into some people won't say he he probably not top ten no more, but maybe top still top fifteen and no way you can put him low lower than that. So you turn that into a top fifteen player. That's a hell of a trade for me. The Nets on the other hand, I mean I know everybody's saying like okay Ben Simmons now he got shooters, which he do got shooters. He was able to get Seth to come he got Patty, he got Joe Harris, but he also got players like Kyrie and KD who are, they can shoot, they, they shoot very well. They're both 50, 40, 90 guys, but they're one-on-one players. So what is Ben going to be doing when Kyrie got the ball or when KD got the ball? Like him and uh, Ben and Kyrie, the little pick and roll, that could work if they're going to willing to move him like the four, like I've been saying. But KD is more of a ISO, get out the way, let me go get a bucket, spot up. Type of player. So, what is Ben gonna be doing in those situations where KD is on the right wing with the ball, trying to go to work? I just feel like he could cause cause space and trouble, and I just also feel like it make it harder for one on one players when you got to play on the court. That's just won't play no offense. So we have to see. So this grade could change depending on how Ben Simmons come in. If he come in hooping, then hey, I gotta tell people I don't have no problem saying, "Hey, man, I was wrong. He was hooping." But until I see that, I can't give them no more than a C plus because I don't. Because the thing is, it's not only for the people that got back. You lost Harden, and most people feel with Harden, Kyrie, and Katie, they could have won a ring. 
if they was healthy. I'm not one of the people also that say, oh, it was a failure, da 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 They only played 16 games together, and they went 13-3. Last year in the playoffs, James Harden got hurt, and it, they was blowing out the uh, the Bucks the first two games. Lost game three, and then Kyrie get hurt. James tried to come back. He was still hurt. They lost in game seven, though, because KD's foot was too big. Like, it still was came, it still came right down to the wire with the defending champ. I mean, with the with the uh, eventual champion. So they beat them. They definitely would have beat Atlanta. They would have been in the championship playing the Suns if KD foot wasn't there. So to me to say it's a failure, I just I would say more of it's unfortunate because of all of the different stuff that happened. So I feel like with them three healthy, they were the favorite. So if you take Harden out and put them in, I do not see them being the favorite. I don't see them being one of the two best teams in, in the East. So you drop down. So because of the drop down, I had to give them a C plus. I we gotta wait and see what we see out of Ben, but they couldn't make the Harden trade. They couldn't make the Harden thing work out. That's a knock on them. Gotta be. So moving right along, um, we got the Suns and the Bucks. The Suns and the Bucks didn't do much to me, but I gave them both an A just based off of the one move they did. I felt like the Suns getting Toy Craig. That was gonna be a good one. Toy Craig was big for them. So I mean, you get him back, you get another win, you get another physical player, you get another defender. That is pretty much what you need they just they added a little piece of depth that already kind of know what's going on out there that was perfect because i was asking around like what did the Suns need or did they need anything and everybody was like oh, they didn't really need too much which that don't think they did but just adding a little bit of depth and a little bit of defense i feel like that will that's always beneficial come play and somebody that can hit a shot every now and then you know then you look at the bucks a team that's also pretty complete didn't really have nothing they needed to do too much but they they picked up Serge Ibaka. I feel like that's big to have surged in there because it'll be games where, like, let's say if you're playing the Sixers and you're playing Embiid, Giannis can guard Embiid. Well, no, nobody can guard Embiid. But Giannis could give him probably the hardest time. But you can't have your superstar guarding their superstar who's a 280-pound bruiser, banger all game. You need more depth. Serge is a good player to come in. He got a bunch of playoff experience. He was one of the best defenders in the league when he was in his prime. So he's somebody that knows what to do. And he can hit the little mid-range jumper. He could, He's going to get him good minutes come playoff time. So I don't, I mean, I know, obviously, with the Harden trade and uh, all these other trades, that the them picking up Torrey Craig and them picking up Serge didn't seem like that big of a deal. But when you're already... The favorite in your conference, which I think the Suns is the favorite in the West and the Bucks is the favorite in the East, getting those little depth pieces, that's a big move. I'm I'm telling you. So I really feel like that's going to come out beneficial in the long run. Let's move right along. We got Boston. I think Boston did great. I gave him a B plus. Getting Derek White was a big pickup. A lot of people, like, if you a who casual, you might not really know that much about Derek White. But when I see him, I was like, oh, shit. Because bro played defense. Bro, good glue got heat. He the type of guy you need on your team, especially when you got young players. You know what I'm saying? He's a he seemed like even though he a young player, it seemed like he kind of got a little bit more vet in him than some of the other guys. So picking him up to add to the Jays, I feel like that was good. Um, the thing is though, you know, they cap still messed up, so now it's like they gonna have to really see like how how did this work out with him, the J uh, Jason and Jalen. Then you got Robert Williams. Uh, Marcus Smart, do they want to keep these guys and just go along with this and just keep trying to build? Which, now that they got Derek White, okay, if you got Derek White, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Robert Williams, that's not a bad starting place to build if that's the route they want to take. I know I've been a big advocate for the uh, 
the trade JB thing. I'm telling you, it's only because if you look at their cap space, I mean, cap room for the next few years is so messed up that I just don't see if if Jalen, if what's going to be going on for their team is worth going to be worth him staying and signing another contract when he's not making all star teams because he's the second fiddle. He don't get no all NBA love. He doesn't get the respect he deserves because he's the second option. Now, I'm not saying it is bothering him yet. I'm just saying that's something to look look out for if he don't start to get the recognition he deserved, which I think he should have been an all-star this year. I had him on my all-star list, but that he didn't make it. So it's like just different things like that could start to weigh on a young player because it mean cost you money. Him not making an all-star team, him not making an all-NBA team could cost him $20, 30000000 million. So it's like you got to look at things like that. If y'all don't get, if y'all don't win, if y'all don't, and y'all don't have no money to bring nobody else in, and y'all don't find a way to win with this unit, I just don't see how long Jalen Brown is willing to stay there and put up with that. And like I said, I, he haven't said it. Of course, right now they both posting videos on what they they good, they this and that, and they probably are. I'm not saying there's nothing going on right now. I'm just saying it's something to be mindful for if this is the route you want to take with this team. But right now, for this season and the way they've been playing, getting Derek White, huge pickup. They also got Daniel Tice. I I mean, I don't really care about Daniel Tice like that. Like, I, that wasn't that big of a deal. Derek White was more of the biggest part, but B-plus nevertheless, I feel like they had a good trade deadline. Moving right along to Dallas. Oh, boy. you I don't – Dallas, I gave them a, a D-minus. Horrible job. They didn't get Levert. They got rid of KP when it looked like KP and Luka was finally starting to jail. Now y'all want to get rid of them. Um, I don't see how that worked out. And then who you got back, Dinwiddie and Berton, it's like, oh, my God. They're both okay players, but, bro, they're not number two option, not number three option. You just got two players just to be getting them, and one of them makes 17, one of them makes 16 million. Like, now you your cap situation messed up. Lucas still don't got no second option. Tim Hardaway Jr. hurt. Like, And I know Luka been putting up big numbers lately. I know he's been killing, but come on, man. What is he supposed to do with this team when the playoffs come? There's nothing that they can do. Brunson and him is not going to be able to carry this team by themselves. So it's going to be another early playoff exit, and it's going to be some more. Oh, well, look at this and look at that. People saying Trey Young better than Luka because he didn't got a playoff series win against, even though he was playing lesser competition, people don't, it don't matter. Luka ain't been getting it done in the playoffs against the Clippers, against Kawhi Leonard. So now, you know, it is what it is. But, we got to find a way to get him some help, find a way to get him somebody. And the way they're doing it, you trade the way you're trading with pieces. KP was somebody, if you was going to trade him, you could at least package him with something to get a big name. Not Dinwiddie and Bertans. Now we have no trade pieces. You have no real weapons around him. I just don't really see what was the plan, right? I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't like that at all. Sacramento, I gave him a C. I, I was, when I first came out, I wanted to give him pretty much a lower grade than that because I'm like, why would you trade him like Sabonis? But then seeing Sabonis with him and I talked to my boy Reg, you know what I'm saying? He kind of made me see like, yeah, it do kind of fit. But the reason they didn't get a higher grade than a C is because I still feel like you were supposed to keep Tyrese and trade De'Aaron Fox. Now, De'Aaron Fox is a great player as well. I'm not trying to take that away from him. I really like his game. I think he was 25 points a game last uh, last year. But... When you look at that, who got the more potential moving forward, I just think that's not even close. I think I can't really see too much that Ty, that De'Aaron Fox do better than Tyrese. Like, that was a big shocker to me. So if they would have been able to get off De'Aaron Fox and keep Tyrese, they would have got a B, B plus. 
But because of that decision, I think they're going to regret that long term. So I gave them a C. Um, when we moving right along to the Pacers, you know, uh, ooh, the Pacers, I gave them a B. They was able to get Tyrese. They was able to get Buddy. And you know what I'm saying? I really feel like that was a good pickup. That was one of the the more surprising. Like, I feel like that was a trade that had everybody like, what the? F-? Like, they did that? Like, so when you able to pull that off and you able to get your team better, and especially when you told everybody that you was trading all your pieces. Like, when you usually go to that route and you say, I'm trading everybody, you get them off of, like, what Lavert got off for. Ricky Rubio on the first round pick, that's a horrible trade. But you said you was getting rid of everybody, so that's what you get. So for them to get a, one of the young button stars, I feel like that was a hell of a trade. Like, actually, I'm going to give them a B plus. My fault. B plus. Uh, Tyrese and putting him with Chris D- uh, Dertan, like, I feel like they ain't, I feel like they got moved. You go, you, you got Levert, like, no, you traded Levert for Ricky Rubio, so no, never mind. That's why they only got to be, because you traded that, that was a horrible trade, but like I said, uh, they had to find a way to get them off, because they was, they had already said they was doing that, so that was a bad trade, but the Tyrese trade was cool, so we'd give them a B. If they would have got Levert off a little bit more, then they could have got a B plug. We're going to leave them right there. Clippers, I gave them an A. For them to be able to go get Norman Powell and uh, Robert Covington, that's not big pieces for this year. Obviously, Kawhi still hurts, so there's nothing going on big while Kawhi's out, PG's out as well. But next year, I feel like when you look at the Clippers roster, next year coming in, they're going to be the favorites to win the title. Market here, you heard it. When next year come, they should be the favorites. That's where the money should be at. So if you need a ring, go get you a ring this year because they come in with a vengeance. If they can stay healthy. Norman Powell is the perfect third option for PG and Kawhi. I mean, then you got Covington, the 3 and D guy. I was hoping he could have got to to Dallas. I really was hoping because he's a good piece. You know what I'm saying? He could be a Jay Crowder piece, how Jay Crowder been so beneficial for the Suns, for a good team. So I feel like next year, the Clippers, oh, boy. All they got is wing defenders. All they got is wing scorers, and they just finna run you out the gym. I just don't see a healthy team like that, you know, not making too much noise. Moving right along, we got the Lakers. The Lakers didn't move, make no trades, but I feel like they did better than they was than they was than they thought they was because they was coming and talking about trading with Russell Westbrook for John Wall. Now I also told y'all a few months ago there was no trades for the Lakers. They had no pieces. All they could try to do is was trade one old dude for a different old dude. So that was the plan. But then Houston had the nerve to talk about we're going to give you. We need your first-round pick. Bro, first of all, Russell Westbrook, for all his struggles, is still a better player than John Wall right now. I guarantee that. So you was, lose, you was taking the worst player and giving up a pick five years from now when probably almost nobody on this team is going to be here five years from now. That would have been a horrible trade to get that up. And I don't care about making LeBron upset. I don't care about none of that. Bro, you're in year 19. Tough. You don't got the juice like that no more, finally. You don't get to call and make your decisions and be like, oh, give up the pick five years. Why would we do that, bro? You're going to be old as shit in five years. We're not doing that. Sorry. So I feel like they did the right thing, not not budging, not letting Russ go because it wouldn't have been more for Wall. It wouldn't have been, I promise, they wouldn't have got any better trading Russell Westbrook for John Wall. I just don't see it. Ain't no way in the world. Uh, moving right along to the Cavs, uh, A. Cavs hit it right on the money. They knew what they needed. They went out and got it. They needed a two. They needed another player that could create and get a bucket. They got the three big starting. So with now with Garland, Lavert, Mobley, uh, Allen, and uh, Laurie, it's a hey, man. 
that team looking nice. Like I said, man, I know it's been a lot of speculation about Bron. I really hope Bron don't go back over there and mess up what they got going. Not mess it up in a bad way, but just mess it up in a sense of whenever Bron comes to your team, now it's about Bron. It's about, oh, we need to win a championship now or it's a failure season. Like, they are building the right way, so it don't need to be championship or bust. It need to be... Okay, we got to the playoffs. If we get a playoff series win, okay, let's see. Or right, we lose, now let's come back and get better. And they keep building. Like Darius Garland said, it's good to be able to have something that's not attached to LeBron. So I hope he don't go back there in the offseason because the Lakers are struggling. Hey, Bron, bro, you got to stop running from the grind too, my guy. This is your team. They could have had Buddy. They could have had DeRozan. They could have had Kyle Lowry. You said you want to rust because you looked in Brooklyn and said they got three stars. We need three stars. Why do you keep running, bro? You in your year 19. You got four rings. You're going to be the leading, all-time leading scorer. Just post up, bro, and ride it out for a minute. Like, damn. Like, I don't know. Stop running around, but don't go to the cab. That's all I ask. Let them do their shit. You know, my heat, we didn't make no moves. I'm still hoping we can get somebody in the buyout market. I mean, I, I feel good about where we at. I'll talk about it in a minute where I got the standards and the rankings at. But, hey, man, the Heat, hey, we got one of the best coaches. I feel like uh, Coach Spo was a top two coach. Him and Ty Lue, to me, is the best two coaches in the NBA right now. You got Jimmy Butler, who everybody get on Jimmy because he don't put up the points that everybody else put up as the number one guy. But what Jimmy do for a game, bro, you got to just tune in and watch his overall impact. I mean, he's not top 10 player, but he can play like one on any given night. So we got him. We got Bam. We got Kyle Lauer. We got our shooters. We, hey, man, we not a team you want to see early. I don't care who you are. We're going to give you a tough matchup this year. So, But hopefully we can get somebody else in the buyout market. We'll see if Drogic or somebody come back. They said the math's not as interested because their money messed up. Come back home, Drogic. We'll take you off the bench. We need it. Pelicans. I gave the Pelicans a B. Um, when you look at, now they got CJ. So you look at CJ, Graham, Her, Zion, and B.I., I feel like that's a nice young five. Then you got Jonas, whether you want to start uh, Jonas and or Grant, whichever way you want to go, go big or go small, like however you want to do it. I feel like they got, I feel like they got a little bit more of a, a direction now. Like, you know, and you got CJ, who he gets to be the lead guard. He got two wings that that's all they ever needed in Portland was a wing like a B.I. or a wing like a Zion. Now he get to play with that, pick and roll with Zion, kicking it to B.I. for him to get busy. Like I do feel like that's a good good starting point. And everybody like, oh, well, they not going to do nothing next year with that. It's like, bruh, chill. It's only a few teams every season that come in thinking championship or bust. Everybody in a press conference at the beginning of the season will say, oh, yeah, we got a shot to win it all. That's not true. That's not true. And they know it's not true. But they got to see it because it sounds good. If you're not one of them three or four teams right now, if you're not the Suns, the Bucks, the Warriors, um, Philly, Brooklyn, like if you're not one of them top teams, you're not thinking championship or bust. You're thinking let's keep building in the right direction so that we can be them in three or four years. That was the first step in building that out like that. You got Herb. You hit on him. He was a sleeper in the draft. If you could get Zion back on track, and everybody got to get off Zion, man. I don't care what y'all are saying on Twitter, bro. Listen, he cannot be a bust in his third year when he just had a historic second season. That's not even possible. He just went 27 points on 61% shooting. That is a record. Nobody else has done that. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar has never averaged 27 points on 60% shooting. Shaq, Hakeem, none of these people. He did that. He set history. So it's like... 
if he could get this back on track, you know he his his level, his skill level off the charts. Okay, he got back to back foot injuries. That's not good. No. But Embiid, who is the front runner for MVP one or two right now, him and Giannis, had all type of injuries coming in. It everybody wanna say Greg Oden, why ain't nobody using Joel Embiid? It can turn either way. Now hopefully it turned Joel Embiid way, he turned to be one of the best players. But you kind of got to ride it out and just see. He's somebody that he's so talented. He's so good that you're going to have to give him the 200 and something million. You're going to have to just hope it work out. If Michael Porter Jr. got 200 million with all his injuries and can't play defense and all his stuff that's going on with him, Zion, who just said history, for sure getting it. So hopefully they can just make him happy. I think Zion, bro, you can't be out here though talking about you ain't unhappy and you want to be one. Bro, you only in year three. You way too young to be talking like that, in my opinion. Like, at least give it a few years. You got young, good talent around you. Just try it out for a minute. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I do still... They needed another guard that could get his own shot. That's what CJ do. You know what I'm saying? Could they use another piece? Obviously, they're going to have to keep chipping away at it. But this was definitely a good starting point. Um, One of the last teams... Oh, no, the last team I wanted to put on here for my grades was Portland. Oh, my God. And I know it's people that were tired of hearing about Portland, but it's like, bro, they keep doing dumb shit. What are we trading CJ for? What are we traded him for? What are we trading Norman Powell for? First of all, you gave up Trent for Norman Powell, you, and then you just trade him for basically nothing. What are you doing? I don't really understand what's the process out there. Like, what are we trying to do? Now they're talking about they're trying to clear cash space for Dame. Oh, my God, bro. Nobody is coming to Portland. You, the only way Portland gets better is if they hit in the trade and hit in the draft, which they keep wanting to be in that middle of is being a play in right there. So they keep getting like a ten to fourteen draft pick. So they're not getting like a transcendent guy, and they're not gonna get nobody free agent. They're not getting a, your only options was the free agent and the draft. You don't do well in the draft, and now you're not even trading nobody for for decent pieces. All of the little pieces you had, you could have put Norman Powell, C.J. McCullum, and Rocco in the in the package for a decent player. Instead, no, you said, oh, C.J., you're going to go over here, and then y'all going to go over there, and we're going to look up and have nothing. What the hell is Dane supposed to do with what he got right now, bro? Josh Hart? Come on, bro. Y'all goddamn playing with, with, bro. But it's like, hey, like everybody say, like a lot of people are saying on Twitter, this is what Dane want. So we got to let him just be what he what it is. If he happy with them not having no pieces around him, that's cool. But for as far as the stair spot go, we still got to grade him. And Portland got an F for the trade deadline because they gave Dame no support. And not only just because of Dame, y'all just made bad moves. Y'all the only team that I can't look at their trade and say, okay, that was, well, them in Dallas is the only two teams that's like, what the hell was y'all doing? It was no plan in place. It was just, let's get people out of here and then let's just move along. That's horrible. But... You know, that's my uh, rankings. We can get into it, talk about what y'all think. Of, let me know what y'all think about that on Twitter and things like that. Um, another thing I want to talk about before we go, because this episode won't be too much longer, is my rankings. I just wanted to get this out here, being that it's the All-Star break. We right here coming up. I want to put out who I feel like are my rankings. And obviously, this could all change based off of the seedings. Some of these teams might play each other earlier than I expect in the playoffs. But we'll just see. Right now, if we're going in the East, I really do feel that the best team in the East is still the Bucks. I feel like with Giannis playing the way he is, he is the best player in them. I promise you it's not close right now. What he doing on offense, he he's second in uh, scoring. 
What he doing on defense? I think he first or second in the defensive player of the year voting. He is unstoppable. He didn't he didn't hit that level where it's just like the game didn't open up. Everything looked good. Everything easy. He hitting the fadeaway. He hitting the mid range. He shooting threes. Like it's just it's a lot going on. Too much. You still got Drew. You still got Middleton. But my second team is I really do feel like it's Philly. I really do feel like when Embiid doing, I feel like adding Harden, and I feel like that's that's why I can't stand NBA because it's like narratives, narratives, narratives. And it's like, oh, Harden is a ball. Woo, woo. Harden right now, second in the league in assists with 10. Harden, when he got to the Nets, looked like he was going to be the MVP because he changed his game to become a point guard and was facilitating crazy, getting the offense going, running offense, calling plays. So why would he go to a team with the MVP favorite right now with the best big in the league right now and say, oh, okay, well, I'm going to go back to Houston Harden. He just was playing like this with the Nets. So it's like all of these negative narratives, I don't get it. I feel like James Harden and Embiid is going to be nasty. The pick and roll, you can't just I, clamp down on Embiid because Harden hit you with the step back three. You can't just focus on Harden or else he is split it. I, pass it to Embiid, dumb. Like it's too much going on. Now, could they use a little bit more shooting? For sure. Giving away Seth Curry was a big piece, but I do still feel like they got enough. Tobias Harris to me, now when you look at Tobias, he wasn't a good uh, main scoring option on the perimeter. But that's what they had when they had Ben Simmons last year and they didn't and they didn't have Maxi in them or didn't know what he was. Type uh Tobias was actually the number one option on the perimeter and then B was the number one option down low. No, that's not the case no more. Now you got Harden. Now Maxi took a step. Now he's the second or third perimeter option. That's where he fit. That's where he gonna try. So I feel like they put people in the right positions. They got players like Niang that could hit a shot here and there. Like they have enough it, to go do it. They also could use a player like a Drogic or something or another shooter. We'll see what they can do in the buyout market. But right now, I feel like they got the second best shot. Looking along, I got Miami. Like I said, we finna get Victor Oladipo back. Um, I feel like we just got a, a great well-around all-around team. These injuries didn't help some of the young guys out because they didn't be able to get minutes. They didn't be able to get out there when they really probably wasn't going to. So it's like we deep as we need to be. We could put players in. Players know how to play big minutes that wasn't supposed to play big minutes. It's really ready. I feel like we the third best team. I think we are better than the Nets. Um, I just, I like I said, I got to see this Ben Simmons on the court. I got to see what it looked like with all of them out there. We don't even know what's going on with Kyrie and the mandate. We don't even know when KD coming back. So all of that, and as far as low as they is, I just can't see me putting them no higher than fourth on my list. Fifth team is Boston. Hey, man, Boston been hooping. I ain't going to lie. They've been hooping. They, they they was looking bad at the beginning of the year. They're doing better now. Like I said, Derek White was a good pickup. I do think that they're a tough outcome playoffs. I'm not. It depends on who they pick. Like if they had the Bucks, Philly, Miami, I would still take the. I'll still take them three teams. But Boston is a, a tough out. When you got a, a top 10 player in Jason Taylor, which he's top 10, man. He's nasty. Both ends. Offense, defense, give you whatever you want. And he's starting to get a little bit better with facilitating. Then you got another score like Jalen Brown. You have a shot in any series. Because in any series, they could take over and be the two best players or two of the three best players in any series. So I like them right there. And then right under them, I got the Bulls and Cavs tied. I've all year been not a big support, uh, supporter of the Bulls. I feel like if they play any of these teams ahead of them, they're losing. I got them going home in the first round regardless. Unless they don't play one of these five teams. They might could get in. The Cavs, I like the Cavs. Like I said, the Levert was a good pickup, but I just think they're young. You know what I'm saying? You got Mobley, who don't really got – I mean, he a rookie. Uh, Laurie ain't really got a lot of playoff experience. Garland ain't got none. 
Levert got a little bit, nothing too much. Like Jared Allen been a little bit, but nothing. They don't really have nobody that's like, hey man, this what this shit is about. Like let's go do this. So it's like I don't really have a lot of faith in them this year. But like I said, I love what they're doing moving forward. They're definitely one of the teams that's building out their roster the best for the future. Um, the West, I've been sticking with this all year. The Suns, come on, man. They've been hooping. I do think it's time now. So they got about, I think, seven or eight game lead in the lost column on the Warriors. It's time for them to start resting players. Chris Paul is known for having late season injuries, little nagging hamstrings, hand injuries, this and that. He just hurt his hand. It's time to start resting them. I know Cam Payne been out. So Cam... Um, that's been messing up the kind of the, the Chris Paul rotation, but we cannot keep playing Chris Paul 38, 40 minutes. I looked at the game the other day. D-Book had been playing 43 minutes against the Rockets. Like, we cannot keep doing that if y'all want them to be good for the playoffs. But as far as just their chemistry, I mean, you got Cameron Johnson, you got Jay Crowder, now you got Torrey Craig, you got Michael Bridges, you got Aiden. Like, they just are deep. Like, I don't see nobody in the West beating them. The Bucks. I, I, I got to wait to get my... Judgment on who gonna win it, win it all, but I do feel like it's gonna be a rematch. The Warriors, the Warriors surprised me a lot this year, man. And they still not even healthy. They still ain't got Draymond back. They still ain't got Wiseman back. We know that. We looking for that. But I don't think even with them back, they beating the Suns. Not this year. I just don't. I do feel like they got a good team. No, I wouldn't be surprised if they did it. Don't get me wrong. They are the only team in the West right now that I do think could beat the Suns. Is the Warriors. So if that happened in a six or seven game series. I wouldn't be like, oh, my God, I can't believe it happened. But I'm not picking that to happen. But what they're doing is amazing. I had them finishing fifth. They look like they're going to be a lot to finish second, no lower than third. So I got to give them their props. They've been doing their shit. Um, Memphis, shit, man, that was the one I was the most wrong about all season. I didn't even have Memphis going to the offs. I just, I don't know. I really wanted to pick them to go over uh, over Dame and them. But I just was like, out of respect for Dame, I picked him. But, man, they going to finish top three, four. I respect what they got going on, but they also young. They, they Luckily, they got a playoff series in them last year, but they still too young for me to say that they're going to really make a lot of noise. I, I do like them as a team. Uh, I do think they're the third best team in the West, but I do think in the wrong matchup, they could be gotten the first round. I do. I, excuse me. I wouldn't be surprised if they won their first round series and made a little... And gave the Suns or the Warriors like a game or two challenging. They took it five or six. But I wouldn't also be surprised because they're so young if they lost in the first round. Uh, Denver, they saying Jamal Murray might come back. They saying, uh, yeah, they saying Michael Porter might come back. So, I mean, if them two players come back, they definitely have action. I don't know how they're going to look, though. But like I said, the West is weak this year, man. So, I, got to, I had to put Denver there. Uh, then we got Utah and Dallas. I got them on even line. I don't believe in Utah. At all, but I feel like they got a better roster than Dallas. I believe in Luka, but I don't believe in his roster. So I feel like if them two teams match up, but it looks like they might, I could see that series going either way. I might lean Luka just because he is going to be the best player in that series by far. But I wouldn't be surprised if Utah got him. And then obviously the Lakers. Only reason why I even got them on here because they're trash ass. But you got LeBron, AD should be back for the play in. I'm not here to make fun of AD for getting hurt because shit, injuries happen, and that shit is unfortunate. But if he's out there, you have two great players. Um, if Russ could play in the control and not just turn it over, turn it over, you could be in a position where you could upset somebody possibly in the first round. So that's how they made the rankings. But to me, I don't see them beating nobody. I think they're going to play in the play-in, so they're going to play the Warriors of the Suns first round. Cooked, 
five-game series. And I'm only saying five games out of respect for LeBron. And I'm going to say he get a game. But, bro, it's cookies for them, bro. So, hey, that's my episode. Um, I got to... I'm putting out more podcasts. I'm going to put out more hoop episodes coming up. This is my first, like I said, first time trying out Spotify. So we'll see how it go. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Peace.